and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Flank. I'm joined by the 20 times. Pat, how many tournaments you got? 23? 20? I lost count. It's about 20. About 20. About 20. We got a 20-time champion, a world champion, Patty P. Aix, joining me as co-host today, ladies and gentlemen, in The Flank. And then we're joined by some special guests today. We got Anthony Zinni, superstar. For the Boston uh, Bridge MVP, look at that trophy behind them. Come on! Absolutely, that's the most valuable player trophy that I hoisted on the grand stage in that's 2018. That's what I'm talking MVP. about. Some of the best in the fucking world. I hoisted that. I hosted the championship trophy. <laughs> I actually have another one upstairs. So anybody wants to doubt, um, I also earned another one in the Toronto home series after I 1v2 the best team in the world, 5-5, and got four out of five kills in the round 11. Uh, but I didn't get a trophy for that. So nonetheless, excited to be here, Tom. Just had to. Flex the hardware real quick, course, and uh, got to, today, was a, today was a good day. Today was a good day, and then we also got Adam Morrison, correct? Did I, is that how you say your name? Hopefully, I'm not butchering any you names it, here. Man. Adam, it's a pleasure to have it's you. Adam, if, uh, if you could, just kind of introduce yourself, let everybody know what you do, and, you know, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Adam Morrison. I'm the COO and co-founder of Oxygen Esports. Most recently, you know, we took over and acquired the Boston Uprising Overwatch team, and moved into Call of Duty and picked up uh, picked up Zinni here as well as a couple of other you know comrades. We announced the roster today and it's been an exciting day, guys. Oh, it's been a super exciting day. I think everybody uh, I think people knew that the what the team was going to be before it was announced <laughs> a, l a little bit, but I think uh, everybody was really excited to just finally get it all out there and just finally see the branding and everything. The branding looks dope. Congratulations on on the branding and the logo and everything like that. What was the thought process behind Thanks, that? What was the thought process behind all that? Yeah, a Breach, you know, like if you look at our new partnerships we announced just before Christmas, we announced our financing and uh, merger with the Craft Group. And, um, you know, they obviously have a heritage in the New England area being with Patriots and the Revolution. And we figured, you know, Breach was a really good call back to the Revolutionary War. So, you know, once more over the Breach, breaching the T-Act, but... We wanted to put a modern twist on it and introduce it as kind of like, you know, black hat hacker kind of play. So the whole collective idea that we had and, and bringing things to light in that, that manner made a lot of sense. So it seemed to resonate really well with the community. Oh, yeah. No, I think uh, as soon as I saw it, saw it, I thought everything was uh, was perfect. It definitely fits the team as well. Uh, Tony, I wanted to ask you a couple questions too. How does it feel to finally sure, get everything but... announced? So people were going crazy in your chat. So your stream was <laughs> popping off. Everybody was yeah. super excited. That must be cool, and also filming the announcement. Uh, that that's it. That was a really cool announcement. I loved it. How how yeah, was that? Cool. How what what was it like seeing Capsule and Nero? Because I know you know you know TJ, but you never really yeah. met Cap and, and Nero, right? So how was all that? Like filming all that? Yeah, the food truck festival was good. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> TJ was eating. TJ was eating everything. Uh, Capsule is fucking six foot four. He makes me feel like Hornswoggle. The guy. If we get him to start talking shit, I don't think we'll lose a map. Dude, you got to see oh, him. He he's literally terrified. He'll probably terrify the opponent, bro. I, I call him Notorious CIP because he's like Notorious B.I.G. They love it when we call him <laughs> Big Papa. So uh, it, was, uh, it was fun, right? It's always good to get the group together. I, I always prefer being with the teammates, right? Being able to do whatever, right? You play, go out to dinner. We had some fucking great dinners on Adam and the boys. Uh, Steakhouse was immaculate. Hell yeah. Let's um, go Adam. So it was good. It was good to put there some go. faces to the names, right? Meet everybody behind it. And it was good to see, I guess, the passion behind it. And I'm, I lie a lot. And I say this with every org I join. Um, <laughs> it was good to see the actual passion and the honesty from the organization at the very start. And it was very much a 
uh, a kind welcoming and and it's not it wasn't hey do this we're going to tell you what to do it was if there's anything that we can do better or that you disagree with please let us know right so mm-hmm. off the bat it felt like a family inclusive type team where we'd have our voices heard and um it wasn't uh do this do this do this it's more like what can we do to help everybody so right um i'm just i'm just, I'm just excited to finally get it out right obviously uh I've it, it's been under wraps for a while and uh, it's came to fruition today. Yeah, hell yeah. Dude, uh, when I pulled up to pick you guys up at the airport, I I had the biggest suburban that I could rent in Boston, <laughs> and I didn't know if it was big enough for caps. To be honest, when he, <laughs> he rolled in, it was great. That's comedy. So Adam, what what was it like forming the team? Because at first it was it was a lot of rumors of just eleven teams, and then the twelfth spot just kind of came out of nowhere. So. What was that whole process and what did it happen like in the blink of an eye? Because I, I felt like it happened so fast. Well, it uh, it certainly felt like that. Um, but, uh, you know, like we, we'd always had our eye on on COD for quite some time. Um, you know, order of operation was we had we had our deal that we we're working on with the Overwatch team for some time. And then, you know, when when there was a 12th spot and there was an opening in the league, we just kind of had to take the opportunity and jump in you know, waist deep right away and, and seize that. And, um, you know, like one of the other things I didn't mention, my background, I was a co-founder and you guys probably know Reciprocity. Yeah, um, of course. So I was a co-founder with Rec. Yeah. And uh, so I had a really good relationship with Denz and, uh, and Zach uh, from back when. So there was a good opportunity to tag those guys in and start formulating early. So I think we had the inside track and we knew what we wanted to do and we just had to, uh, we had to put everything into action and act quickly. And, yeah. you know, I think like it's a real testament to the team with how, how much we kept it under wraps. I was surprised that, um, you know, more people didn't know earlier that we'd be moving into the slot. I get obviously once we action the slot that the community all kind of, dude, like you guys are animals, like <laughs> I, I, pulling up trade, pulling up trademark applications and stuff on streams and trying to figure out who's registering oh, what yeah. names and everything. Yeah, yeah, we, they're, they're we just decided once we, yeah, yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, so, so for us, it was, we, we knew what we wanted to do and we went after it and, um, you know, there was no, there was no motivation or reason to act slowly. So we went as quick as we could. So I guess my question would be, cause I think Dins and Zed kind of alluded to this a little bit is this had been something that had been formulating a while, right? It was a, uh, I think a plan for you guys for at least a, a month or at least a little longer out than that. Um, were you guys also kind of in the uh, running, I guess you could say, for uh, when the rumored 12th spot was available? And I think there was a couple names mentioned. I think DC was a org group that was mentioned that was uh, in discussions of, of acquiring that spot. Were you guys also kind of, uh, you know, in that in that running at the same time? Or did you guys get involved after that? Or how did that kind of look like on a timeline for you guys? Yeah, for us... We we had always had the vision of where we wanted to be. Like part of our overall strategy is to really bring back um, more community involvement. You know, I've got a really great set of partners that come from a background of running community initiatives. They operate land centers, facilities, a bunch of other complementary businesses in the esports space, and they're rock stars at it. Um, and you know, we'd always said that we wanted to be in COD. First step, though, was to do our deal for the Overwatch team. And then, you know, we had our eye probably on the horizon towards 2023. And the strategy was always, let's create our moat, you know, really be true to that ideal that we say about, you know, being New England's premier esports org. So kind of carving that out and creating that foothold. But, um, you know, 
we weren't we weren't we weren't rushing towards it. We had enough that we were doing this year, but uh, then yeah, when when the deal kind of fell through and the opportunity presented itself, we jumped in. So it was like we had done our homework to qualify the space and qualify the market and know what we wanted to do. It was just a matter of you know taking the right time to entry. And when the doors opened up, we just we just jumped through, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's good. And then also just watching the team. I mean, how did the team kind of come together? You started with, with just the coaches, right, uh, Adam? I feel like you just kind of started with the coaches and kind of just told them, listen, you guys know COD. You guys know what's going on here. Try and form the best team. Is that pretty much how the team formed? Yeah, more or less. Like, I, I really do like the judge uh, or sorry, yeah, trust our trust our management team. Uh, Denz is awesome. Zach as well. And, um, you know, we from day one, I knew that they take a similar approach to kind of qualifying talent and um, strategy that we do. Um, previous previous days, like one of our co-founders actually has a great um, company that deals in analytics and insights for scouting talent in esports and other other markets, other games. And, um, you know, it was definitely the same sort of approach that Dens had. So uh, I think we had a short list going into it. And when we sat down and kind of put all our cards on the table, sure enough, it was probably about 90% of it overlapped and intersected. Um, you know, and Zinni too coming on board, like, dude, I'm, I'm the odd duck in my company here in, uh, in uh, Oxygen. I'm up here in Canada, in Toronto. So, you know, it's always, it's always good. I've had my eyes on what OAM had been doing for a while, and I knew his character and profile. And yeah. I thought it was a great opportunity to kind of start to build around that, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then I guess... Go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say for Zinn, um, you obviously had a, a team that uh, you were playing with in the beginning of the game uh, before the Boston kind of acquisition had happened. Um, so for you, I mean, what did that look like on a on a roster scale of when, you know, you had this team you're practicing with, Boston gets announced, and then I'm assuming Dins and uh, Zed are kind of planning their roster out. And how did that look like for you uh, transitioning to that new team? Yeah, so obviously when the rumors about Washington were in, I, I guess the mindset was to just build a team that we thought would be the best possible roster for a new organization to want to pick up. And obviously, Paul X and Venom were pretty safe and, and bright choices for that. Um, and we were pretty good. I mean, we scrimmed, and I would say we were pretty inconsistent, right? We had great days. We had pretty bad days. And um, so Washington falls through, and I, I think all of us are a little anxious and worried about what's going on now, just because uh, I guess all of our futures are, are kind of unknown. And then yeah. Boston starts to uh, unfold, and then obviously I start. Uh, I, I had some conversations with Zach and Denz at some point, and at that point, um, it became apparent that like they had a short list of people, and uh, I think they can speak on it more than I can. Right? I wouldn't say me or TJ or anybody formed the roster. Right? I, I think the coaches and and management really are the ones who, who put this all together, but they also had a lot more information than we had, right? Like these guys are worth scouting every single amateur to see who would fit this puzzle. And there were a lot of question marks around, uh, I would say specifically Capsule, right? Because I think Nero has had some some good uh, positive reinforcement from the community just from what he's done in LAG Academy and, and being a little more well-known. Capsule in, in the public guy is more of that shot in the dark type, who is this guy? And I think since I've been streaming scrims, I think a lot of people have started to come around and be like, wow, this kid's this kid's pretty good, right? I think um, just because someone's not winning in, in, in challengers or they don't have the right teammates does not mean that they're not capable. And I think our performance online, granted, it's just scrims. We don't put any stock in it. We, you know, we have been playing pretty well. But uh, from where we are right now and, and how much and, and how little time we've had, 
the fact that these guys are playing so well and are fitting into the system and their communication is improving every day, it's 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 looking promising. Just because obviously me and Tej have been around, and me and Tej are veterans, right? Like we've been around, we've we're used to playing with the the gunlesses, you know, like sort of these these bigger names. And here we ha- here we have these two hungry rookies, and I think it's like uh, an overall good mix, right? You kind of have these two veterans who are pretty aware that they're sort of on their last legs, right? I mean, me and Tej were very uh, aware of the fact that if this team didn't come in, we found ourselves not in, in the Call of Duty League. And yeah. I'm not sure if Nero and, and Cap saw themselves in the league. Uh, so it's, I would just say it was a combined effort from the coaches, the management. Of course, I I had opinions too. Like as soon as I heard some names, I started scouting Nero and, and, and Cap myself. And yeah. um, I'm happy with, with where we ended up. And that doesn't mean that because uh, to speak on this, a lot of people were saying, what happened to Venom and Paul? You dropped Venom and Paul. Uh, those two are great players who deserve to be in the league. The problem is there are very limited spots, right? So I would mm-hmm. not be shocked uh, at some point this year to see Paul and Venom in the league. And of course, it's always hurtful and it, it, it fucking sucks to yeah. uh, have to deal with decisions like that. But that's the uh, way of the road. Yeah. I mean, even even you you always say, Tony, how you just, you know, there, there needs to be more teams. Just because there's so much talent that's kind of sitting on the sideline that, that isn't in the league, it's kind of crazy to think about. There's a lot of players yeah. who aren't in the league right now that are really good. Um, and yeah. then if you look at all 12 teams in the league right now, they're all stacked. Like, so, you know, it, it's you got to take it with a grain of salt. But what about the content? What are you guys thinking about for content this year? You guys have some ideas? You guys going to be a big content team? Adam, people love content in this community, man. You know, they like they like to see some stuff. You guys have any plans? Well, are you muted, Adam? I think you're, you're muted. Yeah, Adam, your mic's muted. There you go. You're good now. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say, you guys, uh, you guys seem to like the video today, right? That that yeah, went over really pretty good. well. Yeah, I thought it was everybody great. liked like the tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from uh, you can ask Xenier, but being being in that warehouse for ten hours, you know, in no, we Boston had in the cold we had we, <laughs> no, we had the truck, man. We were warm the entire time. We were bumping. Yeah, yeah. We were, pop smoke, Juice World. We were bouncing in that no truck, weekend. Man. You didn't get the weekend going in there. I mean, dude, you know I was bumping. It was before, it was before the <laughs> album drop, but we always we we dabble once with it's the weekend. Live, you know, yeah. Uh, well, the weekend album one to ten. What do you rate it, Sin? Uh, listen, you, you know I'm a big weekend fan. I have it at like a nine. I think. Uh, Interesting. I I like it a lot. That's my personal opinion. So mm-hmm. I, I understand. I it, it's a little different. I understand why some people. Don't mess with it like like his mainstream stuff, but I I personally really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I guess Adam, I have a quick question for you. I mean, since you mentioned reciprocity, obviously you were you know very involved there and co-founded it. Um, and I think looking back at the you know Bo4 season, uh, a lot of people did like you know the reciprocity content that was um was being produced. Um, is yeah. it just you that's coming from reciprocity, or is there a couple other people that you you brought with you, or kind of I mean, how's that like vision look as far as I mean, Tommy brought up content for this year? Like getting the band back together, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, there's there's definitely a strategy. The Wreck in Vegas series is was like is awesome. I've always been really good friends. I don't know if you guys have ever met um, Matt, who is the uh, director of content over there at the time. He co-hosted a lot of the the podcasts that they did with Chad too. Um, he's awesome. He's actually in my hometown here, so I I met him last week for some lunch and caught up. And I think that there's going to be a similar sort of vein. So. 
you know, going back to what I said about, you know, providing opportunities and conduits for the amateur scene to kind of elevate and work with them, it's going to be a big side for what we want to do. Programming is going to be a big, uh, big cornerstone of what we want to do as an organization moving forward into 2022. Um, the fact that we've got this awesome facility and center at Patriot Place where currently the, you know, the up, uprising plays out of. Um, we're going to definitely lever that with the rest of the COD team and then try to do some really creative and interesting stuff too. So, hey, you know, if we can get back to the grassroots and give the community some content and, um, and, uh, and uh, material that they love to watch, you know, I think like that's the, one of the most compelling things and it's going to be super rewarding. So um, definitely, definitely. So all the guys, all the guys will be relocating to Boston and being available for that. I think that was kind of a question on the last flank we had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, we're we're right now. We're still one thing at a time. You know, we got to get the guys there, but it's definitely on the horizon. I think like that's we got the announcement out today. Tomorrow's problem is getting the guys in there and getting them set up and, and operating. We gave them a tour of the facility, and everybody seemed to love it. Um, Zinni, you know, you can feel free to speak about it if you'd like. But you know, that's going to be kind of the yeah. In, I've been home everybody's now. been asking me like where we're playing at, and I'm I'm like fucking DiCaprio. The last thing I want is paparazzi <laughs> showing up, but um. I think we're going to be playing at the Helix, uh, the, the Helix Center in in uh, Patriot Place, I believe it's called, which is pretty much Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. It's pretty much like this yeah, big outdoor a outdoor mall type area, right? Bunch of food, some bars for me to get fucking obliterated, and uh, it was yeah. it was a good time. The facility the facility is in a great spot now, and I'm pretty sure they're going to make some changes to it, but. Um, it's uh it's a cool area. It's like what thirty minutes from Boston, so I won't be too tempted to not turn my stream on. And uh, it, it'll you know some good team dinners to Uber there. But we uh, <laughs> we plan on being there um, sooner rather than later. So it's just sort of waiting to see what's going on there. Obviously, a lot has come together um, in a pretty accelerated timeline. So yeah, just uh, waiting for the go ahead. Yeah. Got, we've got a good we've got a good roadmap of what we want to set up and, and establish there again like it just seems we've got a we've got a wealth of resources with uh with not just the facility but it's actually it backs into gillette stadium itself so where the uprising play where we have the practice facilities it's all shared where the patriots and revolution are operating out of so some really cool stuff we can do there and i'm sure there's going to be some great crossover content with some of our uh, new investors and backers. Um, you know, Can I show them the actually... uh, shaker, Adam, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. By, by all I'll means, right? Team. So the the last the last night that we were down there, uh, kind of introing and taking the guys out and showing them around town, uh, the Gronkowski brothers stopped by too, and that was a uh, that was a load of fun, and it was great to kind of let the uh, let the team meet them and everything. And that's cool. We're gonna we're gonna definitely do some really cool stuff for sure. That's awesome. And then uh, what about merchandise? I'm sure you guys are going to come out with merchandise, right? I, I, the only reason I'm asking is because I, I asked the chat and everybody, I saw a few people asking. They want some merch. They want to see some merchandise. We're going to be seeing that anytime yeah, soon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Again, like there's order of operation. We had to get the team stood up and mm -hmm. uh, you guys are going to be seeing some merch drops real soon. Some creative, collaborative stuff as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're excited. You know, we want to give them what they want. I think, yeah. I think the brand like reveal went Good over... Hat. There you go. Look it went, it went over really well. Like, Go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut got, you off. We just got to get it. No, no, no. We just got to get it in those breech colors, you know? So there we go. That's cool. What is that? Uh, a shaker? You be bringing that to the gym, Tony? Yeah. Yo, you know me. I fucking lift weight. It's uh, it's called the ice shaker. I'm not sure how much Adam <laughs> said, but we, we met some of the Gronk guys. Those guys should be in, like, Game of Thrones-type films. Those guys are ginormous, dude. Um, 
Cap <laughs> is the only one who can compare it to him. I refuse to take picks with any of them just because unless they fucking crouch or I get stilts. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was cool to, like I said, it was cool to meet everybody, a couple of the Gronk bros, and looking forward to uh, some more collaborations, right? Next, me and Mac Jones on the field throwing some balls. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Tony, I, Tony, I don't know if you're the most athletic type, though. I don't know, Tony. Is that you? <laughs> I could throw a fucking football. Can you? Yeah, like I played per- football like growing a, like up. A per- like a perfect spot. I feel like throwing like a football yeah. pretty, pretty far with a perfect spot is difficult. Are you people? I played sports my entire life growing up. No, cap. I'm not. Ver- I'm not Mr. the most athletic. Why Mr. would I lie Mr. about that? I'm, I'm not the most athletic, but <laughs> I can throw. I can throw a ball. I'm busting your balls, Tony. I'm busting your You're balls a, a little bit. I have a, a question. Uh, producer Ben sent me some questions. We got through most of them, honestly, just naturally. But uh, one question here is, what's the inspiration behind the branding, the graffiti style? How hard was it to spin up all the design in such a short period of time? Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I kind of touched on it a bit. But, you know, we went from that, um, like, the old school concept of the Revolutionary War and trying to play in with our partnership with, you know, the Patriots and uh, and the uprising and such. So, breach. But, you know, putting a modern twist on it's almost like a security breach. So, if you think of, like, black hat hacking anonymous what have you the masks kind of play into it there too the color palette it just we kind of we we went through a really like we work with an awesome agency on on developing the brand and uh it just came out great like the pastel colors the the b like there's a lot of heritage with sports teams in and around boston when everybody sees that b they know what it means so Mm -hmm. you know we wanted to try to integrate as many kind of easter eggs and feels as we could into uh in what in what we're standing up cool and then, and how long uh, have that been in development? Like, because uh, you guys mentioned like you were starting with Overwatch, and then you saw the opportunity with Call of Duty. Um, was that kind of always the vision, or did that take a, a while for you guys to kind of um, come up with as far as the design and the theme goes? Yeah. So, like, we also had the benefit of the fact that Oxygen itself was fairly fairly new as an organization. So it's not like you know we formed an org and then we brought on new people and a ton of time went by and we went back into that creative mode where you're trying to figure out you know what i mean how you want to define yourselves yeah. we kind of just done that exercise about a year and a half ago so there was definitely some ideas and concepts and really cool threads that we were already kind of thinking about how we want to tie together when this happens and you know like any <laughs> like any org owner you know it's always like a kid in a candy shop when you're thinking about what new game you want to go into and what new community you want to integrate with so you know, Call of Duty has always had a, a sweet spot in my heart, as well as my partner Murph. So um, we are always thinking, what are we going to do when, if, if or when we got that kind of, you know, that franchise for this area, how would we want to position it? So we had some great ideas going in and we just needed a really great um, agency to work with to uh, to help us kind of paint the picture and bring it to life. And sure enough, we I think we got there, right? Yeah, I think it was a phenomenal job. I think uh, hats off to the agency and you guys because I think the product you got is, is, is awesome and I'm glad to see it in CDL. Oh, for sure. Nice. And then uh, I guess, Adam, we'll, we'll kind of end off on this question. I mean, we have some other questions here about GAs and controls, any that Ben wants me to ask you. But at the same time, maybe we could keep that for an episode tomorrow because we'd be talking in circles with stuff like that. Um, <laughs> one question I got for you, Adam, is besides for obviously seeing the team win, right? What are some of the goals that you have for the Boston Breach this year? And are you guys looking at maybe hosting an event next year? Are you guys interested in, in maybe bringing everybody to Boston? Dude, absolutely. Absolutely. I think like when we get down to it, one of the things that was missing in the scene was, and I think that's why the reception was so great around the team, you know, and the brand. 
everybody wanted to see something in Boston. We've got New York right next door. You've got, you look at all, like we're integrated with some real great, uh, you know, dynasties in the sports world, right? So being able to replicate that in a meaningful and legitimate way, you know, in esports, like not a, not a square peg in a round hole, but doing it the right way, uh, I think, I think speaks for itself. So, you know, if we could stand up some events, work with, uh, work with some of the other teams in the league, we're totally open to that. And, you know, it, it leans back into what I said about how, you know, ultimately creating paths and conduits from the amateurs uh, in through the pro league or something that we'd like to do. And you can't just start with that. You got to think holistically. So top down, you know, maybe doing a major, maybe something along those lines. And then, you know, also working for some supplementary um, uh, events to kind of help with that programming throughout the way. I have a, uh, a unique question. Uh, obviously, I don't know how much you'll be able to divulge, but, um, you know, you guys, like a few others in the league, uh, have a really unique um, kind of, based on your market, right? You, you partnered with uh, the craft group, who is the Patriots, Boston, just known for a massive sports market. Um, you know, how, how important is that for you guys to kind of um, start doing more community activations in Boston, stuff like that? Is that kind of on your guys' radar? And, and is that you know, very important to you? Like, where's that priority level fall um, for kind of growing that market and transitioning into, you know, the gaming, uh, you know, premier gaming team as you guys, you know, Oxygen was and now uh, with the CDL? Yeah, it's it's a 10 out of 10 priority, really, at the end of the day. Uh, when you look at it, I think there's a, a lot of the successful organizations out there all have a secondary business model and they're looking to figure out a, a key way to vertically integrate and kind of service the amateur and just like the holistic community. Um, from our perspective, you know, we know what we're good at, we know what we're not good at. And one thing that we're good at is, you know, catering to community, um, you know, between my partner's backgrounds and their businesses through Helix, between what, you know, my background outside of rec, I was also a co-founder in a company called millennial. And we had a, um, we had a studio and venue in downtown Las Vegas and we ran a ton of events out of there. And I think just like moving forward, being able to kind of provide that infrastructure and framework um, is, is a big part of our strategy. And then alongside that, you know, from a programming standpoint around that specifically, you know, standing up an academy program and really seeing how we can how we can build these hubs to kind of foster those communities. So when you do the when you do the the the, the homestand events, you know, and the majors and stuff, you have people turning out in droves in the right way to support their teams. Um, so building those stories, working with the content, working with the community, it's all it's all part of the roadmap for what we want to do. That's awesome. Uh, it sounds like Boston, you know, just gaming and esports fans have a lot to look forward to on the horizon this year and the following years. Hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the New York-Boston rivalry is going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. Um, and speaking of that, Zinni, I wanted to ask you, what, what, what are you feeling going into the kickoff classic? You ready to go? It's How like, are you feeling, oh, Dude, I'm committing a fucking cardinal sin. Born and raised in New Jersey, New York sports yeah, fan. You going are. to That's join. Like the amount of times I've been to Yankees Red Sox wearing a Yankees hat, and now uh, I can't wear any of my New York <laughs> stuff in in Boston, but um, I'm excited. It's a new journey. Uh, for the kickoff classic, I, I mean, I, like I said, I think we're in a pretty good spot right now. Um, obviously, we want to go out there and win the kickoff classic, right? At the same time, it's more of a single elimination, break the league in, shoot some content, uh, content type event. It's not a major. So while our plan is to be as, as, as polished and good at that event, um, I would say it's out of the upcoming events, probably the least important, right? But um, the goal is to win it. That being said, as long as we go out there and get good reps, right? It's it's Nero and, and Cap's debut on LAN. I haven't played in LAN in, in two years. So 
just sort of uh, getting the rust off is is the way I look at that event while also preparing and getting ready as if it's it's a major, right? Obviously, yeah. no one wants to go out there and lose. So I'm not I'm not saying that we're not going to prepare accordingly. It's just um, more like a rust off. Let's get into our element type type event. Yeah, I mean I've been I watching a lot. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the two, the two new guys, like Caps, you know, he's local as well. So it's going to be a good opportunity. Um, let's say just like a, you know, a, a safer environment, you know, to get out there on land. And I'm looking forward to seeing what both him and Nero do too. Cause like, you know, Zinni and, and TJ, they've, they've been on the scene for a while, so they know what to expect, but I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to see how the team gels there. Yeah. I mean, well, judging based off what I've been seeing in, practice i mean you guys look good tony i mean you and adam yeah. i mean you you guys are looking really good it seems like you guys are meshing really well together it seems like you guys have a good understanding of how to play off one another uh the young guns are looking really really good especially cap uh capsidal that guy's been prying at least what, I, yeah. from what and, i've been watching and, and and i think the most exciting thing about our team is how good i think that we're going to be at search right we have a pretty much a team of search and destroy stars, right? Like Cap yeah. is a search and destroy star. Nero, uh, really good at search. And obviously that's not stuff you're going to see on stream for the most part. So our hard point has been looking good. Obviously controls up in the air, but I'm confident that at, at maybe not sooner. I mean, hopefully sooner rather than later, but at some point I think we'll be one of the top um, S&D teams in the game. And uh, I saw a question I want to answer in your chat, by the way. Yeah. It was about, it was towards me and Adam. It's like, what would you consider a, a success for Boston Breach this year? Um, if you watch any of the streams when we're scrimming, the only time I get really upset is if either we're not talking, which, you know, we're not putting our absolute 100% effort in, or we're making the same mistakes over and over. So I would say a success is making sure we leave it all out there, right? Like prepare the best to our ability. That way we can't look back at an event and be like, oh, we fucked up practice, right? Like there's nothing worse than going into an event and then blaming it on, on your practice, right? Like your practice needs to be 100% every single day. At, at least you strive to be right. You're going to have off days. We're human. Everybody's going to have a bad day or, or a shit week or something in your personal life is going to happen. But trying to minimize those days is going to be important. And yeah, uh, just putting our best foot forward, preparing, uh, being a team. Right? Like we, we talked in Boston, I think it's very much about like keeping um, the problems in the team internal. Right? If you, if you have a problem with me, I want you to tell me. Let's not go and team speak. Like as long as we stay cohesive and and we trust each other and we keep the problems about the game and not each other, we're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. And um, I'm just looking forward to to finally getting after it on land. So kind of talking about your guys, you know, practice and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, obviously, I, I do think you guys are going to be a powerhouse in search. What are your thoughts on control? Um, have you guys played it much? I know the update yeah. just came out. Where I don't know how much it really. Um, it's uh it's oh, frustrating right. i mean I, i'm not gonna lie like i'm very I'm, I'm super excited to be back in the league um to sit here and say that the game's in the best spot would be a lie at the same time i think everybody is striving towards making the game better as quick yeah. as possible i don't think control is in the most playable spot um currently that's my personal opinion right now i think we still have a little bit of a ways to go at least for the map pool right like as of right now we're only scrimming two maps on it and you can't really have a two map game mode three, yeah. in, in the rotation so um slowly but shortly hopefully sooner rather than later we can uh iron out that mode because obviously control uh can be such an exciting mode right now there are just some kinks that need to be ironed out but um yeah i would say i would say we still need uh, a little more time so i'm i'm unsure about what the kickoff classics going to house personally Cool. And, and Adam, I, go ahead. Back. Oh, no, go I was ahead, just say Adam really quick, because um, I'd love to kind of get owners' insight on this. Um, and obviously, you you have the, the the you know the 2019 season with Rec, and now you're 
got a brand new franchise in the CDL now. Um, what, how, do, how do you guys feel um, about like seeing how the game progresses, the updates from the owner's side? Like, what does that look like for you guys? And what are you guys, you know, really striving for? Obviously, more developer support is extremely important. But from internally, like owner side, how does how does that kind of look like for you guys when you know you're finding out about the updates and and what is and isn't being done? I gotta say, like it's at the at the end of the day, it's easy to level criticism. Um, I think COD is like a really unique, um, let's say, product roadmap with just the structure of you know what I mean, the rolling editions of the game coming out. Uh, so so obviously, there's going to be some years that are better than other years. But I gotta say, the whole experience of moving into the league, like it was a pretty Herculean task to kind of stand up the team, get integrated, do what we're doing. And uh, Activision has been super supportive from day one and just figuring out how they could take feedback from us too in that process. So it was mm -hmm. very reassuring actually from an inside vantage, which um, I don't, we, we, we don't get from all of the leagues that we're in and all the different, like the various games and such too. Like some publishers cater much better than others. Um, I think right now, obviously there's, everybody kind of knows um, uh, there, there was a lot of, I don't want to say toxicity the last few weeks, but definitely there was a lot of points that have been raised um, and valid criticism too. But, you know, I get the impression that they're, they're trying to make the, the correct moves and, and kind of right the ship as much as possible. So um, I, I, I'm excited to see how it goes, you know, and there's always going to be, there's always going to be subsequent seasons and stuff. I feel for this season, we're pretty well positioned and uh, I feel like we're being heard and that's, that's important, but you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's trust but verify also, you know, we're going to get into it and we got to see how the rest of the season is going to roll out. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's good to hear that. You, I mean, you mentioned that you were reassured by Activision. Cause I do think, and the community doesn't really get that inside a lot is where uh, I think Activision is very supportive and, and on the kind of the same page. And, but we do have to understand there's a big disconnect between the studios who are obviously developing yeah. the games. Um, and I think that's where the disconnect is for, for kind of, you know, looking at our product as a CDL, the competitive version of the game. But it is good to hear that Activision is kind of on top of the ball and just trying to get things get things rolling on the dev side. I mean, you you kind of nailed it. Like there there is a clear division in in most games. You know, there's the studio side and then there's the esports kind of infrastructure that's built around it, the framework for you know community initiative and what have you, and competitive initiative. And um, there's there's people there's really great people working on the other side of the aisle as well. It's just you know you gotta you gotta figure out how to bridge that gap effectively, and everybody has to be in communication and cohesive. Uh, from day one, right? Else you're else you're always working backwards. But I think I think they've heard and they are they are making the right moves here. So cool deal. Cool. And then uh, I guess we could just kind of end it off with this, Tony. I'm gonna ask you this question: Are snipers in or out? What's going on here? Uh, I think for right now they're in, and I I want to say this publicly because I believe there's like a huge disconnect here. Um. The pros want to play the best possible possible version of the game every single day. The last thing any pro wants to do is sacrifice uh, the viewer's experience um, to to make the game less fun, right? Like, I understand the frustration with certain uh, decisions. The only thing I'll say is, I think it comes from a good place. It's not a yo, let's make the fucking game boring to watch. It's let's play the most competitive game possible, and. Um, so I think for the kickoff classic, we're going to use snipers. See, see how it goes. I think the biggest, the biggest thing is if there was no aim assist on snipers, it wouldn't even be a conversation, right? It's just when you have, I'm not going to name any specific players or teams. I'm not trying to get into that, but that's all I'm going to say is like when decisions like that are made, they're voted on every single team by every single team. Majority wins. 
And it's always to play the most competitive product we have. And obviously there's issues with it, um, but it's it, it doesn't make sense for any of us to try and make the game less fun to watch. It's it's not about that. What about smokes? Because um, I know smokes are kind of the reason the GA for the sniper, kind of that discussion started, right? If you have a broken smoke grenade and then you remove smokes, then snipers become a lot easier to use, especially in search where, you know, you don't, you're not able to smoke crosses. So what, what do smokes look like for the click, kickoff? Yeah, so I think we're I think we're gonna be using one smoke. Um, I don't think you have to realize that map layout is also important in the discussions when it comes to smokes and and snipes, right? Like, can you imagine two smokes on bow cage? Like, it's already chaos, and you guys have yeah. trouble watching that. Imagine two two smokes on a map like bow cage, or imagine a sniper every single round just staring at church on Tuscan, which is somewhere that you can already barely get out of. Now you have a sniper with aim assist and the best players in the world looking at you. It's not, it's, it's not about making the game boring to watch. We want, we want everybody to enjoy watching our game. Like we want the esport to be the best and, and biggest it can be. But, um, we, we always try to be fair and majority wins. So, um, we're going to do one smoke, we're going to do snipers, we're going to try it out. It's it, it was never about making the game or, or pissing anybody off. It's just about playing the most competitive version of our game. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear you guys say you put snipers in, because I definitely think you guys should, should keep the snipers in, for sure. And, 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 and let me just say, we did that for viewers' sake, right? Like, the vote was still no snipers. And I know what a lot of you guys are thinking, oh, the best snipers in the world, you're, you're trying to nerf the best snipers. Um, I will say some of the best snipers in the world and probably the best sniper in the world didn't really want it in. So um, it's it, it's not about who's good with it and who's not good with it. Once again, it's about playing the best version of the game. But we we made the decision to try it at kickoff um, pretty much for everybody's sake because we agree. Like we don't want – we are in a pretty uh, tough spot right now, right? I think we'll continue to, to grow and the game will get better. Mm -hmm. But um, we – we want people to watch and we want people to have fun watching and um, we'll give it a go and, and see where we end up. I guess for me, uh, Adam, I know you mentioned earlier you had to, had to run a little short. Um, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of, you know, any, any potential Boston fans out there or anything like that. What is, what's your kind of final statements and, and something, you know, fans can look forward to for the year from you guys and, um, and kind of where you, your final thoughts. Yeah, man. I, I would just say buckle up. Like, I think the reception we got from the community today was stellar. Um, it went, it went, uh, it was, it was, it was about as good as we could have hoped for. And I'm just happy that we've got so many enthusiastic fans out there and it's going to give us more and more appetite and opportunity to give them what they want. So, you know, stay tuned for, um, you know, we'll, we will get that merch out there. We'll get merch out there. We'll get some great content. We're going to be hyper competitive and uh, keep an eye out for you know programming community events and various other things that we want to run too so we're just we're just excited to be part of the scene and you know um the one thing about us is we're super accessible as well you know like we're we're online you can hit us up anytime if you got any great ideas and you know just just feel free to uh to reach out yeah i'm also just i'm giving away masks and merch whenever we get them to subscribers of Zin City only. So figured I'd plug that in there. If you guys want a chance of winning some exclusive merch, you can subscribe at my channel. I like that. Tony, 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 what about me? Am I, yeah, I getting some of that? Or Boston Breeze uh, as well. You guys, can, you guys can subscribe to Tommy as well. I'm sure he'll give away something, but I'll give him like one mask to give away. I can, I think I can swing that. Yeah, we can I'll send go, Tommy a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, if we go, and if we can, I blame Adam. <laughs> yeah. 
I think we can pull some masks, man. We'll, we'll yes. definitely. I think people love them too. We'll get we'll get some out there. Wait, There'll no. If you cool, if you had cool people in the crowd, sure. Adam, wearing that mask, that would be a cool a cool gimmick for sure. Yeah, that'd be dope. Like, there's, Listen, there's been, like, like, it is like a, it's dope. Sorry, go ahead. The mask is dope. Sorry. No, I was just gonna guess it up because uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think a lot of the esports team don't do themselves justice with like content and overall brand identity. Um, I really like the look of our brand, and I think it's super unique compared to a lot of different um, organizations, right? Like, it's, like I don't know. I, I just yeah, think I was... the overall brand look and, like, the the meaning, the collective, the masks, I think it's all just, like, super... It's super fun to get behind, right? Like, it's something cool to actually be a part of is, is the way I kind of look at it. When you brought up the mask, I was envisioning, like, you know how the, the, the camera pans to the fans after, like, a series win or a big map win, and they just pan to the fans who are, like, cheering with the mask on? That'd be pretty sick. Like, the row of Boston fans with the mask. Yeah, that would be, that that would be cool. Of. That would be super cool. Yeah, I'll give a shout-out, too, to Frostbite uh, Studios, Frostbite Cosplay. They helped us out with the mask. They did an awesome job. You know, we had a great concept, but they brought it to life, so it was pretty cool. But, you know, we're going to we're gonna think of some really cool uh, content plays around the masks, like... You know, there might be a limited edition that gives, you know, access to all the home stands and various different events that we do or, or various things like that, too. So just keep an eye out for it. Cool. Hey, Tony, anything you want to say to your supporters, everybody watching before before we end it? Listen, man, better days were ahead. I mean, I mean, like <laughs> they really were, I, Tony, they really were, man. Keep I was talking about on my stream earlier, but I mean, me and you had a lot of long conversations outside of yeah. uh, outside of streams to discuss like where my future was going and, and luckily because of my community and, and what we were able to grow in such a short period of time, I was in a pretty positive space, right? The the last thing I wanted to do was walk away from competing. And even with me now competing, there are a lot of people who think I'm not the smartest or I should have just flew into full time content. Um I guess my only message is like if you have the ability to do what you do what you love, just like hold on to it for as long as you possibly can, right? Like the way I look at it is competing um there's a stigma about age, but nonetheless, competing, there is sort of a, a, a time frame where you can compete before you're going to get benched or you have to walk away, like, right? Like your priorities will change. Content is, uh, is something that will always be there. Granted, maybe I won't have the exact same momentum I had, but the goal is to sort of do both simultaneously to the best of my ability, right? If I have to sacrifice a little sleep or sacrifice going to the gym some days, right? Like I'm aware that I have to make certain decisions to do what I want to do and that's compete. Right. So, yeah. um, the plan is to keep streaming scrims and like doing everything we can to sort of include the community in our day to day sort of activity, right. Streaming league play. I'm sure me and you are, are going to be back on it. It's just, uh, it just, it, I have to work harder now, um, to, to really continue, I guess, growing the community that I, that I started to build. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll definitely be on rain play. I'm pretty sure I'm banned on GTA. So really? Can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So we could have some fun on rank play, dude. Tony, I I miss rank play. I, dude, I, I can't. I me, you and Seth it. are back on the grind as soon as it comes back out. We were talking about last night playing Warzone. We miss you. We were talking about how, I mean, if you think about it, pretty much all of our content last year was based around league play, and then like watching subscriber eights or yeah, pro eights, yeah, like. Yeah. As soon as we get league play, like that's one of those things that you can sort of just dive into and be addicted to and play hours on end. And it's also, it's also pretty uh, interactive, right? Like you don't have to be fully immersed into league play. No. You can look at your chat, talk to people. Yeah, um, you can play with and your I chat. Think, yeah, exactly. So, uh, look forward to the fucking me and you being reunited because we don't get to talk anymore, dude. You, you, I know, you're I've been too busy. Uh, I've been grinding in, GTA. In I have. This, 
virtual reality. Yeah. But 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 to be fair though, there's nothing to play on COD right now. No, you're right. You're you right. Know, you're the, right. The, the, the only re main reason why I'm grinding it. I mean, I'll still be on GTA a little bit when rank comes out, but I, I'll I'll be grinding ranked for sure. And if you and Seth need one for Warzone, I'm in there, man. Just let me know when you guys are All playing. Right. And uh, I'll right. come hop in with you guys for a little bit. I might be really, uh, dude. I'm gonna be so bad. Oh, morning. I was, I, I was bad yesterday, but I had some gifted chows and I was victorious. But um, <laughs> well, listen, I think, good. I think, I think Adam has to run, so we should probably. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we're good. I, we're gonna, we're gonna end it. I think we got everything out the way anyway. Adam, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, uh, we really appreciate I, it. Well, two more plugs, so if you don't. Know, three plugs, Adam. I need to cut you off. I need everybody in here following Capsital. I need everybody in here following Nero. These are the future stars of tomorrow. And I need everybody following the Boston Breach. Um, you guys already know. Hell yeah. Me and TJ, we've been around for a while. But these young guys deserve your love. And, and the brand deserves your, deserves your love. Because I think you guys are going to enjoy. We, follow TJ too. Fuck me. He has enough. Uh, he <laughs> said what the fuck. <laughs> he said what the listen, fuck. Listen. I'm... I just, I just want a lot of light on these younger guys who are truly uh, special, like talented players. And um, me and Teed sort of, well, we sort of have that community already. These, these two guys are trying to build it, and um, Nero's live every single day streaming our scrims too. So if you guys ever want to check out a different POV, um, check him out. And also follow Adam. Adam wants to grow his Twitter, guys. If we can spam Adam's uh, Twitter in the chat real quick, <laughs> let's, get him, the chat. let's let's get him some followers. Oh Adam, what, what's your Twitter, Adam? Oh, I found it right here. I got it. I tweeted that before. Adam K underscore K underscore Morrison. Go show him some love, guys. Everybody go follow him. Show him some love. Hey, Adam, Thanks. thank you again, man. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, Two more. Fuck. Dens and Zed, man. I, I, I didn't get a chance to thank <laughs> I them. I was going to say, man. Yeah, no, I did, it, I, I, I did it on my, I did it on my, uh, my stream, but they're, they're in the calls every single day. Um, whether it's gameplay related, personality related, just trying to put the best possible team out there on the stage when we get out there and making sure we're happy and that we have nothing to worry about. So uh, I'm thankful for Denz and, Denz and Zed because they obviously are sort of like the main reasons that I have this opportunity and my teammates uh, have this opportunity. And obviously they're former players that you guys have, have known to grow to love. So um, special shout out to them as well. Cool. Yeah. Be before we did, Ben, are you here, Ben? Is Ben Janisim here, or is he? Is he yeah, I'm here with good times. You, you, you gonna hit a pup for us on cam real quick, or nah? Nah, I'll have to put tomorrow. Oh, uh, let in the chat, let in the chat, ladies and it's gentlemen. All, I all, can't believe this. It's all good. I'll take, I'll take Ben's spot, but not with a putt, But I do have my own little thing. Um, uh, you know, Tom. Everyone was asking earlier why I don't have a webcam. Uh, I would like to say that uh, it was, you know, it was rumored a little bit, but I am gonna be co-hosting the flank uh, for 2022. Um, but also with that, uh, check out my social in about a week or so. I have a pretty big announcement that I'm going to post there. Uh, kind of a, a big thing for me of, of what my step two and, and journey is going to look like. Um, so be on the way, be on the lookout for that. And, uh, yeah, me, can't wait to, uh, yeah, well, I can't wait to, uh, to close the flank for the whole year for you guys. And, and I'm excited. Hell yeah, Pat. Hey, Pat, we, we love having you on, bro. Especially myself. So thank you for joining us, Pat. You're going to be a fantastic co-host. You're already doing a phenomenal job. The I appreciate the it. I just need to get my cam in here, you Come know? On. Yeah, we'll get the camera and the microphone and the <laughs> lighting and all that. We'll get all that stuff. Go ahead, Tony. You're raising your hand again. What do you want, no, Tony? No, Adam, Adam, Adam can dip because uh, I, I don't want to hold him up any longer. Yeah, you're but good, Adam. I do, Maybe you need to dip out. All good. I want to give a special thank you to everybody in this chat, the Zoo Mafia, because uh, throughout... <laughs> Throughout that sort of unexpected and stressful time of me not knowing what was next, uh, you and your community helped uh, 
ease my mind and have my back every step of the way too, right? Like coming on the flank, it's no it's no secret what the flank and what your fan base has done for me too. So well, to thank you to Sally. you guys for, for having my, my back every step of the way. I'm glad finally some good news for you guys because for a while um, it was a lot of um, what's next and I'm not sure and sort of down the dumps and now... I get to celebrate with uh, all of you. So oh, thank yeah, you dude. for uh, having my back the, the whole way. To you I'm and I'm sure we're going to see you on here a few times. Yeah, we'll right? see you, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll be coming through as much as I can. Well, yeah, dude, Tony, we appreciate that. We, and, and meaning myself and the whole Zumafia, man. You know, you know Zumafia loves this city. You know that. We we'll go course. hand in hand, Tony. We'll one go hand one in big hand. happy family, hey, exactly. One big fucking happy family. How you doing? But uh, listen, guys, thank you guys so much for coming on. We'll end it there. Shout out to, to Anthony Zinni, AK Method. Shout out to Adam Morrison. Thank you guys so much. Make sure to go follow their socials. Uh, socials. Like, comment, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Anchor.fm slash the flank to see the audio sites we're on. Go follow at the flank on Twitter. Gersh is doing a phenomenal job running socials over there. So go show him some love. As always, guys, it's an absolute pleasure. Tomorrow, Tony, we're going to be talking GAs, control, all that stuff. You know it's going to be a, a, probably a long one with some pro players. I think we got yeah, I might, and Parasite I, coming I, on. I might, might have to hop in. Also, Parasite retired. Dab. I'm sure you're talking about it tomorrow. But, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, uh, we're, we're having we love him on Haggy, tomorrow. Man. Yeah, yeah, we love okay, Haggy. Okay. We'll, we'll give him some love now. Just say, you know, we love you, Haggy. You had an amazing career. And obviously, you didn't. that's something you don't want to see, another personality leaving the scene. But tomorrow, we're going to give... Parasite, his show. I think Clay also wants to come on tomorrow as well. Uh, so we'll have some some pro players coming on tomorrow, and we'll, we'll have a good show. So thank you to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to Adam and Zinn once again. And as always, guys, to Boy Zuma. Uh, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Have a good day. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah.